What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Ride Gear Rodeo. Uh, let's see. It's a good week for me. Um, hopefully getting out to Durango to see some friends this weekend that I haven't seen in quite a long time. Um, this last weekend, I was just around the house uh, taking care of a lot of stuff and uh, kind of looking forward to that. Hopefully everybody caught the podcast on Friday, the bonus episode with Jason Pease, Drive to Win 13 from Idaho. We talked about some very unique ways that he handles his business, his gig businesses, and some of the things he's done to help others and will continue to do to help others. So um, check that out if you haven't. This week, we are taking a look at Solo out of Seattle. Um, Solo is a, well, I'm going to let the interview speak for itself because I think we covered just about everything. One thing that I will say is that before, uh, in the beginning of the interview, um, we don't mention it's free until about halfway through. Uh, I meant to, but we got a little sidetracked with our conversation, but it's a great conversation. I would recommend everybody take a listen to this. Uh, as it may be coming to all markets, we never know. Um, but right now it's just in Seattle. And uh, if you live in Seattle, you'll absolutely want to hear about this. Even if you don't, you're going to want to hear about this because it's pretty amazing. In fact, it's just a little bit different in how they are subsidizing your pay if you don't meet goals. And I'll just leave it with that little Easter egg teaser. And uh, yeah, so before I jump into the interview, I want to thank Curry for sponsoring the podcast, for sponsoring uh, UberLiftDrivers.com and RideshareRodeo.com, Rideshare Rodeo Podcast. And uh, yeah, if you haven't signed up yet, guys, make sure you sign up, you know, click the show, click the link in the show link. Also, uh, if anybody has any feedback on working the so- the um the curry platform please uh get back to me and uh, hit me up on any social media or go to uberliftdrivers.com click contact and send me an email and let me know what's going on with the uh curry app and uh and if you've been using it or whatnot um a lot of high rates in there a lot of good uh potential trips got to be quick to get them um at least in my city uh, but they are good paying gigs, way better than other apps are paying in Denver right now. And Denver's a good market for gigs. So check out Curry, guys. Um, you can find all the links in the show notes. And you can uh, use my referral link to please sign up. That'd be great. Uh, that said, it is time to move into our conversation with Solo. Um, I have Bryce Bennett. He is the co-founder and CEO of Solo on the podcast. And uh, let's jump in and I'll come back on the other side. So today I'm super stoked to have uh, Bryce Bennett from WorkSolo.com or Solo. And uh, yeah, he's the co-founder and CEO of the company. And uh, thanks for coming on today. Hey, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to chat with you today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, we, him and I were chatting a little bit before we got on here and, uh, we just had some interesting coincidences. So hopefully this will be a very, um, good conversation, but I guess let's start off with the basics of, of yeah. solo. Cause I don't think that, you know, I talk to people all the time 
and it's not like they have any view on it. Just a lot of people aren't aware yet. Yeah, yeah. So Solo is a a company of five people. We're up here in Seattle, Washington, uh, and we're a little under a year old uh, right now. And and what we are is a uh, software for app-based gig workers to help them optimize time, guarantee their income, and provide the tools that you need to manage where, when, and what jobs to work. And, you know, we're really focused today on the income side uh, for workers because it was the number one problem that we heard when we were talking to them when uh, we were either working at Uber or when we were out uh, chasing people down in the, the Target and the grocery aisles out there. The number one thing we heard about from workers was, hey, I love the flexibility, but the income instability or the uh, inability to kind of know how much I'm going to bring in this week or this month makes this kind of an anxiety-inducing job. And so we've really taken our resources and we're focused on providing workers transparency around how much they can earn on any one of the major gig platforms in Seattle today. And we actually provide an hour-by-hour, day-by-day, platform-by-platform prediction for workers that we will guarantee uh, when you come in and set your schedule with Solo. Okay, so yeah, maybe that's a good point because, okay, I already knew that part and I I loved it. And that's what I wanted everybody to hear. But so maybe, um, because I do want to quickly walk through this, how you get started, how easy it is thing. But but maybe it's a good time to kind of side shift here real quick and say, so, you know, like when they do come in, how does that, if I came in and I live in Seattle and I work, um, you know, two ride shares, two deliveries out of the five and Instacart. So I'm working five on demand app, app app-based platforms. Yeah. So how it would work is uh, you go to worksolo.com. We're Mm -hmm. we're web-based today, but we're going to be moving to mobile in the near future. And our signup process is pretty quick and easy, but it's also secure. And so uh, you'd start off by creating an account with us. It's a, you know, name, email, password, pretty standard account creation. And the second part is where you actually uh, integrate or link your accounts with those, you know, five different services you mentioned, Steve. So we work with a data transfer agent called Argyle, which actually was recently, I think, also on um, the rideshare guy. They they were talking about uh, Argyle and some of the services they provide for other companies in the gig economy space. And what it does is it links your account. People, we us. all love Argyle, by the way. <laughs> even 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 those of you who listen to the podcast all the time and know about uh, the pair relationship and me and David and stuff. Uh, we love them. Harry loves them. Bryce loves them. We all love Argyle. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, and no, no. And it's great because like, I mean, what they've done is, is really helped you know, give uh, you access to the data that you have with these companies. You're an independent contractor, right, in this space. And that's your work information. And so what you're doing when you link those accounts with us is you're, you're sharing access so that we can kind of bring those together for you. And what we do once you do that part of the process is we kind of bring that information in and make it apples to apples for you. So these companies don't always think about time and earnings and tips and incentives all the same way. And so what we've spent the last year doing is kind of bringing all that information together uh, and making sure they're all kind of uh, equal with each other so that uh, when we put out an hourly earnings guarantee or we tell you how much you're earning relative to your peers in Seattle, you know that it's on kind of an equal playing field and the data actually lines up. So that's the the second part of uh, signing up with us. And the third part is you come in and you take a quick tour of what we offer, we show you around a little bit about the different services we offer, which starts with, you know, the schedule of which jobs are paying the most in your city. And we'd show you in this case, first, Steve, the five jobs that you're on, we'd, we'd show you by hour, which ones we expect to pay the most. Uh, but you can also see other options so there. Is that, and come is in that and set a just schedule. the most general average? Is that like the a week's average? Or is that, are you showing me like, like three hour, four hour segments during the day? Yeah, no, thanks for asking. So, uh, so what we actually do is we show you each individual hour. So we'll, um, okay. it's, you know, three o'clock right now, we would show you three to 4pm uh, for let's just say, uh, Instacart, uh, what the predicted earnings are on a Monday here in Seattle. Um, and then if you didn't want to work Instacart for some reason, uh, let's say that it was paying $23 an hour on Instacart this afternoon, but you said, I don't want to do grocery shopping for some reason, you can pop out, uh, 
your other options and see how much you could expect to make on Uber or Lyft, which maybe are $20, $22 an hour. So we give you kind of the full level of transparency and bird's eye view on the market, but we do that at an hourly level for each platform. Mm-hmm. So, so I come in, I, I can see the different, or you're kind of walking me through, you're showing me is there a point where you look at me and say, hey, you're working the wrong platforms at the wrong times? <laughs> or is this something that I get feedback digitally in my account? Yeah, no, that's, that's a, it's a great question because we start out by asking you, hey, what do you, what do you want to go make today? And then you set that schedule we were talking about. You go in and press the hours that you want. And then you you save your schedule with us and that kind of locks it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then at the end of each week, what we do is actually we send you kind of a uh, a report card or a status update on how your last week went. We showed you how much you earned the the platform where you made the most, uh, your average hourly versus the city average hourly, whether that was up or down over the past seven days. And then we are starting to give the information now to you to say, hey, when you're you know working on Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., you worked these jobs, but actually you could have made you know. $15 an hour more if you worked these jobs over here. And right. so we're starting to bring in a little bit more of that intelligence and that feedback so that you can kind of have a loop of like understanding where you're really doing great as well as where there's opportunity to earn more. Sure. So, um, okay. So I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I put it, I click all the hours I want. I see the, you know, I come in and then the suggestions come through. Are you thinking that the way the growth is going with the company that eventually, I mean, I guess, you know, you can keep tweaking analytics and all the things you're doing until it's so precise. But I'm wondering if like, are you telling most people in an area drive or work Instacart during these three hours or does it vary person to person? Yeah. So it'll vary person to person based on the platforms you have access to. Right. So Let's let's say that like, let's say that like, somebody had the same four platforms mm-hmm. or two people and they lived a mile apart. Sure. In that case, they would see the same. And so uh, they would see the same recommendations. And so one of the things we're building up over time here is we kind of cut it by uh, the job and the time of day or day of week right now. Uh, in the future, what we're going to be offering is also by geography, right? Because uh, a suburb of Seattle might be very different than downtown Seattle at any sure. given time. And so today, those are the same recommendations for, for uh, folks in the space. But uh, over time here, as we are uh, growing and bringing in more information, we can kind of drill that down to the neighborhood level and start offering people really custom, uh, not only predictions on the hourlies of uh, you know where, when, and what job to work, but uh, also the guarantee aspect as well. And so that's definitely uh, coming down the pipeline here as we bring in uh, more people to the community and, and more information into the system. So let's say one of the Northwest, I I, bear, I don't remember names, but I used to, I, I at least know the layout. I've been up to Seattle a handful of times. It's yeah. like a Northwest suburb of the city um, where it's same situation. Somebody's a mile apart. Are you concerned that if a lot of people in that area are coming to solo they're all going to start seeing hey don't work lift work instacart and then all of a sudden instacart isn't worth yeah and won't make them and i know that your then your end which we'll get into kind of helps facilitate that difference but is it is it that live time analytics that's moving it that's saying no 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 like a stock yeah. market ticker that's literally saying dude <laughs> instacart's going down because you got too many people using it now yeah, no, it's, uh, well, one, we're not quite there in terms of like the number of people on the platform today to be able to kind of sway the entire market one way or another. But, uh, you know, let's say we get there someday and, right. uh, you know, we hope to, what we do want to make this more like is kind of like uh, Waze, for example, right? Like Waze is kind of in real time, kind of like helping split the users who are on their uh, platform into like different routes say north south right to reduce congestion and so sure. that is where we want to go eventually is is you know being able to offer a even more intelligent recommendation to people uh especially if you really are in a situation where you're dramatically moving a good number of people between between jobs and so today we're not quite there um but uh you know in the future if if that's you know where we end up we uh, are kind of building that into our early frameworks here around, around how we help people with that decision-making process. And so geography, but also kind of marketplace dynamics 
I love the stock ticker uh, kind of example <laughs> because we've we've thought about kind of like should we offer that for people in the app where they can see if jobs are trending up or down over the course of the day. So um, maybe something that ends up in there and the not. It's like trade. It's like future. trading your stock, man. It's you know yeah. I'm out of this one. I'm going in this one today. You're like exactly. day trade. You're like day traders. Well, yeah, I mean because not uh, not you. You're the facilitators no, yeah. for the day traders. <laughs> but that's no, I but like I, thinking of it that way. To be honest, as a gig yeah. worker myself, like. I think that's great. Um, well, I, and I, I think that's, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, right? Like the, the, you know, if you're a worker, our viewpoint is that, uh, you know, time is a very valuable resource of yours and you should be, you know, selecting the job that ultimately you're going to get the most out of in that, in that hour or two hour block. Right. And uh, I think if there's anything that we've really tried to promote early on with the solo platform is that, more jobs are better, you know, and you can kind of take advantage of when things change quickly uh, and, you know, jump on, you know, if you did Uber for an hour and DoorDash is really getting busy, then jump on DoorDash, right? Um, you know, you should be kind of uh, agnostic and kind of like uh, have the ability to have that transparency and information to very rapidly move to the most optimal job for you in that area. So in that case, does somebody who you've, who's got a week schedule and I'm sure that, you know, there's some parts of exactly what qualifies you to what for the difference that you guys pay Mm -hmm. to make up. But I mean, is that like, could they have their kind of schedule laid out? Like, this is what I did work. Here's the hours I'm going to work. And you show them, hey, work these instead or work all these. Is it, does it update if you decide, hey, whoa, that's not going to make that. Tell them not to work this tomorrow. Tell them to work this instead. Yeah, so we update our predictions uh, every every night, overnight, uh, okay. and so uh, if you're uh, on the platform, you'll you can see a full week out, but you mm-hmm. will see updates uh, come in on a recurring basis, um, so that you know you can kind of wake up in the morning and if you're setting your schedule, uh, check it and you know make adjustments if need be. So uh, people can you know uh, you know uh, have that kind of more real time or daily kind of update uh, for where, when, what job they're going to work. So are you, are people, <laughs> are the people who are using the app, are you finding that they, that a, a, a majority, let's just at least say a majority, a majority of them are learning from this and finding out they're working the wrong platforms? Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. So we've, we've had the, uh, products out with workers here in Seattle since uh, really March. We had some folks come on in early February helping us kind of get all the bugs out and everything. And we're very uh, lucky to have them as a part of the group. Uh, but in March, we really started getting it out there. And, and what we've seen is that uh, people have actually started to add a lot more uh, jobs uh, pretty consistently. And so we have one um, member of the uh, of the program where He's, uh, he started out with just Grubhub and he was doing Grubhub for a couple years before this. And uh, we got to know him uh, and he started realizing like, hey, I could go make more with Uber and Lyft. And this was when ride sharing was really coming back, right? In the spring. Mm-hmm. And so he's added to more platforms uh, in the last few months. He's earning a- about 40 to 45% more uh, on an hourly basis. Uh, and he's ultimately working less hours. He's taking the approach of like, hey, I know what I want to make. And I can work less hours to get there now with this information. And so uh, we are seeing that, you know, uh, people are changing their behavior and uh, and starting to, uh, you know, learn from this information. And I think that's always been our original uh, theory or hypothesis that if you just give, you know, people in this space, the workers, you know, the, the people working, whether it's, you know, ride sharing, food delivery, grocery, et cetera, if you just give people good, trustworthy, reliable information, People are good at making the decisions for themselves around, you know, what the most optimal outcome will be for them with their time. And so uh, it's, you know, unfortunate it's been this long. It's taken this long for, you know, the gig economy has been around almost 10 years now. But um, mm-hmm. we have seen people uh, really start to make some substantial improvements in their earnings and uh, with this information, which is um, exciting to see. Absolutely. I mean, I can say one thing for sure is that when you say, you know, the gig economy has been around for 10 years, one thing that we should note is that I've been a rideshare driver. I haven't been since pandemic, but if I had drove through the pandemic, um, 
rideshare, not delivery or anything like that that I might have done, but um, rideshare specifically because that's always been my thing that goes back the farthest. So if I'd been doing that, it's been about seven, eight years now. Yeah, it's coming up on like it would be coming up on eight, and Denver's a really good market for it. And I can say that, you know, no offense, but no offense to any of the companies doing this. I mean, seven, eight years ago, I wouldn't have needed a solo because mm-hmm. I was making yeah. great money. Yeah. And that's just been slowly trending down for drivers. And in some cities, quicker than others, we talk about market to market on this podcast all the time and the differences because a lot of people get confused how we say, you know, I have drivers on who are like, well, I make this much and we even show things and, we, you know, we've got proof we're producing it, we're talking about it. But people just are like, I can't make that. And it, all markets are doable, but they're all different. And, you know, mm-hmm. your cost of living could be much less. So like we've even, I, when I had Harry on the podcast, we even talked about, you know, like that being such a big factor. Like if you live here instead of here, you know, y- your cost of living is so much different. Let's say here, little tiny city in the middle of nowhere, as opposed to here that you don't, you only need to make about, you know, a fifth of what this person does to live and still come out with the same money at the end of the month. But I mean, yeah, yeah it's been really the last few years, what's your services that's been needed. And now it's really needed. I completely agree. It was one of the reasons why Keith, my co-founder and I, we left our jobs prior in the middle of the pandemic was we had been talking about this set of problems that workers were facing for a long time. And I, it was becoming really apparent during the pandemic that there was so much more, so many more opportunities suddenly popping up for people, right? Uh, With grocery and parcel and courier and uh, food delivery, right? The pandemic kind of uh, almost maybe accelerated us five, 10 years into the future in terms of the growth of some of these services. And, you know, it, on the flip side of that, made so many more jobs available to people in this space because, like you mentioned, five, six, seven years ago, it was kind of like a, at least in the kind of app based gig economy, right? It was kind of Uber and Lyft. Like you kind of maybe dual apps popped back and forth. Right. Um, and that was it. And it wasn't, you know, as nearly, uh, nearly as fragmented from a market approach. And so that's one reason why we think this is so needed is that there's so many more options for people and there's really good paying options, especially with some of the newer platforms that, you know, we talk to a lot of people and they just don't, don't know about them. Right. Because, uh, there's just so many popping up. And so one of our goals is to help kind of bring all that information to workers directly to help them understand, like, there's a, a lot of different ways to make money now uh, with your phone in, in a given city. And on your point, uh, Steve, on the market by market approach, it completely agree. It's why we're only in Seattle right now. Uh, the market by market approach is really, really critical, especially for solo and our platform when we're predicting earnings, right? Because it the dynamics are very different in Seattle than they are in Chicago or Dallas. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so, and what you might be popular it, you know, there might be like for food delivery, for example, I know that that one is night and day in every city. Yeah. You know, like DoorDash could be a leader here by 80%. It could be in the lowest 10 and Uber eats and Grubhub have the other 90 in another market. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it was like, well, Postmates was really popular in LA before they got absorbed by, um, Uber completely different than the East coast, right? Grubhub's huge in New York, right? It's just mm-hmm. very city by city. Yeah. Um, so how many of these, cause I always follow the startup companies. In fact, um, you know, they're not a startup anymore, but right now the, the sponsor of, of our podcast and uberliftdrivers.com um, is Curry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Curry. Yeah. Yeah. I am. So, uh, I've been working, I've been working with those guys. Those guys are great. I mean, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot. You know, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm exploring the app. I'm trying to work it exclusively right now to because the Denver's a big market for them too. They have a lot of drivers yeah, here, so it's pretty competitive. Can Curry be? Can somebody be a Curry driver and come in and add it? So we're working on that. There's a few of the longer uh, or the newer uh, companies out there that we're working on continuing to add, and so Curry's a great one out there. Uh, we're looking at, you know, the VHOs of the world and whatnot, and some of the others that are uh, doing kind of that last mile delivery of some sort. And so uh, we are working on adding more and more platforms so you can pull in a greater portfolio of jobs. And today we have 10 platforms that we support, but we're planning on uh, really expanding that quickly here uh, in the next couple of months. 
Yeah, I just ask because, like, I mean, I've even, you know, I've I've talked to so many on the podcast too. Like the, I don't know if you're familiar with Launder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I mean, another one. Like I just, I don't see. I guess what I'm really trying to figure out here is I don't see any downside to them being on your platform because, regardless, all their all their shipments, requests, rides, whatever, are going to be covered. Yeah, but to be that- on, but to be on a platform like this they're going to get shown for what they do a lot better than other companies, which is pay better. Exactly. And, and I think that's the the benefit of uh, transparency, right? To both the companies that are paying better, but also to the worker that you, you get to really see a side-by-side comparison, you know, of, of how these companies are competing for your time. And so mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, something that, you know, as we add more, uh, of these kind of variable rate jobs, and especially in the transportation space right now, um, we hope it. You know, you get a chance to see some of those newer entrants that are being very aggressive. You know, in terms of what they're paying um, workers, and so uh, it's a it's a positive we think for all sides, and of course it forces some of the incumbents maybe to step up their game too on what they're paying workers as well. Sure, and I mean, and we always have to watch the fear of. That's why I like a curry that's been around since. I think January, 2019. So even they actually did well through the pandemic. So they're still going, but like roadie, you know, roadie just mm-hmm. is selling yeah. out to UPS right now. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, this, yeah. I think today it got confirmed. I know this Saturday it was announced, but um, I think yeah. today it was confirmed. They're buying them. I mean, totally makes sense, but I wonder a lot often about those startups and are they just getting to a sellout or, you know, yeah. I, 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 you know, it may, it, it makes me worry because I know these bigger companies are able to eat them up at big numbers or what appear to be really big numbers, and then just keep shoving the same Uber down your throat. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the good news is that, uh, like we were talking about earlier, I think there will be some consolidation. You know, in the space, uh, it just when you get a lot of entrants all at the same time, right? Sure. Unfortunately, yeah. there's usually just not quite enough space. But I think the good news is, is that, uh, like we were talking about earlier, there's so many more segments now, you know, I mean, grocery shopping and like the Instacarts and the ships of the world was not a thing two, three years ago. I mean, I know they existed, but they weren't at scale to offer true competition to people who were doing Uber and Lyft. And so I think some of these, you know, there, I think there'll be consolidation within some of the like segments like uh, last mile or parcel and courier delivery, same with grocery and ride sharing, right? They've got the two big players, but I do think there's enough out there, even amongst those different segments that, you know, sure. you're going to have competition for your time still, but for sure, there is going to be a bit of, I'm sure the bigger corporations coming in and seeing some of the success of these early companies and, and trying to get in early and interesting to see the, the roadie news for sure. Yeah. So the, so you basically have a list right now of, of the ones you are working with. And I'm guessing it's Lyft, Uber, um, Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, Instacart, um, shipped. maybe Corner Shop, Shipped, uh, um, GoPuff, GoPuff uh, and okay. Amazon Flex. Yep. Okay. So that's, but that's the whole of it. And which is great because that's what most gig workers do. Most aren't working these other platforms yet. You know, they're sure. just not, but um so out of those, that's the ones you guys are working with. Do you have, or do you, do you even have, a, I know that you have plans to watch this work in Seattle and then hopefully move it to other cities, obviously. Um, but yeah. do you have a, do you have a plan to like have like an estimator during the time that like, you're not paying the difference to like, say somebody like me in Denver mm-hmm. where I can still enter my numbers and use your thing and use your, you know, use your system and watch it and just see if, and, and, and maybe not the exact details till you're, you know, here to back yeah. it, but like, see something like you're doing something wrong, <laughs> you know, you're, you're yeah. killing it, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would just find it interesting and you probably would get people signing up in all the markets before you got there. Yeah. And that's, uh, I appreciate you asking because it is something we're thinking a lot about because uh, like we were speaking about a second ago, the uh, you need a certain amount of information amongst the community, right, to actually give accurate predictions. We don't want to just right. give you predictions that are, you know, guesses or kind of rough estimates on national numbers because it's not applicable to you in your local market. Understood. And so, 
Yeah. So it, it is going to be something where we try to um, hopefully, you know, invite as many people to the platform early as we we can and build up that base. And so we're thinking about how we can offer at least some of that directional information in a, in a second and third and fourth city here so that you at least get some of the benefit of that comparison. And even if it's not a, uh, a guarantee upfront. Exactly. Base- That's exactly what I was thinking. Like just yeah. to, Cause you could get somebody like, you now know me, you could get somebody like me and I could recruit 15, 20 Denver people who are, who do these kind of things. So they understand how they work and they don't care yeah. if it helps this get here and helps the system build. They don't, they don't mind. I mean, we know that data theft can happen like that mm-hmm. and it can happen compl- even if you are as safe as you can be from, I'm not talking about even companies or whatever, but just anything, anything can zap your data in a second. Um, so you really like when we talk about it, yes, it's great when everybody's very safe with your data, but still anything can happen. So most of the people I know in the gig economy have rolled those dice and just said, Hey, you know, I just hope that, you know, if they're hacked, like Uber was 59 million users back Mm -hmm. a few years ago, you know I mean? It's like, I think they just are okay with that. The most, the majority, not like they're not, they're stoked, but they'll live through it. Yeah, no, and, and security is extremely important in, in this space. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of, I think, um, you know, reported uh, phishing attacks on, you know, uh, shipped, sure. I think, most recently and a few of the other companies. And so that's and why the, there was batch bots for in, Instacart, too. That's right. Yeah. Ripping off orders and yeah, people were and, selling and, them and. Yeah, it's it's gotten you know really uh, pretty pretty brutal uh, for some groups out there, and it's why we take it so seriously. Uh, our engineering team thinks and talks about it, uh, and is building constantly uh, around that every day. And so, uh, it's actually one of the things why we're excited to work with Argyle as well, is because uh, they also uphold an extremely uh, rigorous. Uh, set of security protocols. Uh, and we actually don't even ever uh, come into possession of someone's, you know, login credentials or anything like that. So we actually are just doing the transfer of information, which we then securely hold on our side um, for, for workers. And so we actually don't have access to workers accounts or anything like that. So very, very important. And I agree a huge, uh, I mean, for anyone, right? I mean, this is happening also five, 10 years ago when people started integrating bank accounts using plaid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this stuff is uh, extremely sensitive and important and, and top of the priority list for us uh, from a technical perspective. And so uh, we know that when people sign up with us, they put a great deal of trust in what we're uh, providing them and ultimately to keep uh, that information safe for them uh, in a way that's going to help them also, of course, in their day-to-day job. Sure. You know, that's, I think that was one of our, we used the Argyle model at mm-hmm. Para when we were doing a lot of stuff and, um, you know, lately I haven't even spoken of Para on the podcast. I mean, a couple times because, you know, we just brought it up recently about some things that David and I were talking about the other day. But, um, uh, you know, we went about it as safely as possible. We let people know you're doing this. You know, we're not, you know, could I be deactivated? We were like, we don't think so, but don't, you know, like if you don't feel comfortable doing this, basically don't do it because we weren't quite at that level that mm-hmm. you are at because I'm guessing from what, what I know about Argyle, I'm guessing if they're completely handling that and you're never touching, which we really weren't touching either, but we were, you know, there was other things going on, but I'm guessing that what I know about Argyle is if they're handling all of that, that you're pretty well covered from what I do know about that company. Like even the Ubers and the DoorDashes can't go after Argyle. No, yeah, and it's um, they act as a third-party data transfer uh, agent for your information as a worker, and so again, that's you know you're not an employee. It's it different if you're an employee, right? If you're working mm-hmm. at a company and you have login credentials and you know uh, specific information around uh, you know your earnings or whatever it might be at, at a company, a little bit different, um, but. In this case, right, uh, folks are independent contractors, and that's your information, uh, you know, to decide what you want to do with. And, and ultimately, of course, they're giving you a portal, a portal to have access to that. But, um, you know, different in that sense, um, you know, in terms of the kind of that employee versus independent contractor kind of yes. treatment and relationship. So, on the on the four easy step getting started. So you when you create a profile. You just need to make an email and a password. 
You're not asking for any more information at this point. That's right. I mean, as I go along here, I'm just kind of at this point though, to make the profile, that's all you need. Yep. That's right. Okay. And then that's where you can link your accounts through the APIs to Argyle, I'm guessing, but using you as the facilitator. That's right. That's the securely linked your account step two there. That's where you go in and you you can add in your, um, you, you know, the five accounts you listed earlier, right? Right. Like that's where you whatever out of all the ones you do. Exactly. So. Whichever ones you do, you can go in and log in and then uh, ultimately create that, uh, that linkage uh, between us and them. So how long does it take between steps two and three before the, before the analysis comes back to say, know the value of your time? Yeah, so we can give you some insights right away. And so we know that once you successfully link, uh, you know, the accounts that you work with, we can give you some immediate market information uh, as part of the next step. So we tell you, hey, based on, you know, let's say you're on Grubhub and you're on Amazon Flex, uh, here's what we're seeing in the market this week. Here's the uh, predicted average hourly earnings for your upcoming week here in Seattle. And so we start to give you that information as soon as we can. Um, you know, it takes a little bit more time to get everything over to give you really personalized insights, usually, um, you know, anywhere from a few minutes to, you know, 10 minutes uh, or so. But um, then we can start giving you kind of that more personalized touch of how your earnings are looking relative to peers, how you stack up. We actually have a leaderboard function uh, in the app so you can see um, kind of where you stack uh, in, in Seattle by most earnings on a given day or who has the biggest tip. Uh, a few other fields. Uh, and so there's a little bit of a competitive aspect if you want to, you know, engage in that. Uh, and so uh, as well as some of the other things we mentioned, which is see how you compare to the average hourly in your city. Uh, as And uh, of course, how you're doing like week over week and how you're improving over time. Great. So, so after that step, you move to the last fourth step in the four easy yep. steps. So this is now you've set your goals um, and you begin earnings so you're getting the earnings tracking still off that API connection. So it really does become customized. So if somebody's all over the place working all kinds of apps and flipping them back and forth and off on, you know, I don't know. I'm guessing that this instantly starts. I, I'm guessing it either like looks like this or like the, like the initial data must just look like a huge spike after you yeah. get these people hooked up. <laughs> Yeah, it can be, um, you know, it's interesting. We see, uh, yeah, you. so if you're an individual, you will get your custom look at your schedule, right? Uh, which mm -hmm. will be tailored to the platforms you have access to. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. We get everyone signing up from some folks who have never worked any of these jobs before because they want to understand where should I work? I, you know, especially if you're mm -hmm. a newer driver, a newer worker, like it's, some, sometimes pretty daunting to think about like, I don't know where to get started. I, you know, I don't know if I should drive today, tomorrow, what hours. And so we've seen people come in with kind of that use case. And then we've, we have some folks that have been working and driving for six, seven years and, you know, over 30, 40,000 rides, you know, and, and really know their business, but wanted to come in and get like a good benchmark on the market to see kind of where they stack up and how they peg. And even those folks that, you know, really have been out there and are, are the veterans, you know, they've, uh, you know, adjusted or uh, changed their schedules. They set their schedule with us. And so we really get everything and everything in between uh, from folks that sign up. So to your point, you sometimes it's, you know, just starting out, not quite as much information for an individual. Sometimes it's a ton all at once that we can provide them. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, this is all awesome to me. I mean, this is really, I hope the listeners are, are really getting this too. And it, it's a bummer if you don't live in Seattle, I know, <laughs> but if you do live in Seattle, we do have a, a handful of Seattle listeners, um, you know, go, make sure you're checking these guys out because, uh, so you go, you create this at this point, um, and you have your way of doing the guarantee with them. You walk them through it. Uh, I'm not sure that I should dive into that because I'm sure that's a more personalized thing between just the fact that you're doing it. So I guess what I would say to the audience is, so basically, um, or correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, they, you're going to, they're going to see your schedule. They're going to say, no, you could be making this. And then if you do what they say or work the model the way they say it, um, you should. And if you don't, the difference is made up. Am I that 
That's right. So we uh, think about this once you sign up with us, the last kind of big step here is the uh, pay predictions and protection. Uh, and so in Seattle right now, what we offer is you come in and you'll say, I want to make, you know, you can set your goal for the day. Let's say it's $200. We show you how to get there hour by hour. You set your schedule with us, you save it. And uh, when you do that, we will protect your pay or we'll guarantee on a daily basis that you're going to make that $200 uh, if you follow those recommendations around when and where and what job to work. And so if for some reason you don't, uh, you, you work the, let's call it the seven hours to get to the $200 and uh, you work it as you know we recommended and you come up $15 short, we'll get you covered at the end of the week and uh, get you $15 back Uh on the, on the predictions that we put in front of you. So uh, really important that we believe that, you know, you have trust in these numbers and, you know, what we're putting in front of you and uh, that, you know, these predictions are going to uh, ultimately not only help you gain some consistency and set a floor for your earnings day to day, but also help you make more, right? Like we are seeing people make 30 to 40% more in addition to having a floor for the first time. And so this all goes back to that core problem of, trying to help people gain some more stability in this space because the flexibility is awesome, right? Like that's the first thing everyone mentions, but unfortunately it comes with a lot of volatility and unpredictability. And we want to try to take that anxiety out of the equation here. And so um, we're just in Seattle today, but we're definitely thinking about the next cities very quickly here. And we actually have a wait list uh, uh, available on our website. Uh, If you go to sign up and you're not from the Seattle area, we're we're taking down your email and uh, in your city and, and, very actively thinking about where we go next. So we'd love to hear your feedback out there if, if you're listening. Yeah. And I'll obviously I'll put in all the show notes, I'll put in all your links, all your social. Oh, I appreciate it. All yeah, your website, all that stuff so that everybody can get on this. But um yeah, I mean just I mean great are uh, I guess two part question. Are are you yeah. approximately how many users in the Seattle area using the platform? And are you fine what's the like um accuracy if you can i don't know if you can the accuracy like somewhat gauge on how you guys are doing having to give out money to make up or they went over yeah yeah uh and i should mention as well that i didn't say it up front but this is a free service uh today for for users and so oh, i thought i thought um, we said that <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay, maybe, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> maybe maybe we maybe, no maybe I, we didn't you're right i think we didn't you're right. Oh, well, I did. Yeah, I realized I should probably explain oh. that when, through the sign up process here that it is currently a free service in the future. You know, we're, we're thinking a lot about what this looks like long term. But um, but no, we have a little over uh, 1500 folks just in Seattle that have uh, mm-hmm. signed up uh, with the platform here, which is really exciting, uh, you know, to have uh, that kind of uh, engagement and support from the community here. Uh, and then when it comes down to our, the accuracy, uh, you know, not I, I probably can't get to precise no no um, no no as we think about well i think what i'd say to something that might make sense to drivers at least yeah we're seeing that uh less than half a percent of the time uh people are making less than what we uh put out there in terms of the earnings guarantee uh we're seeing that was way more exact than i expected you to be (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? That was pretty precise, man. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think it's important. It goes back to the the confidence piece, right? And, you know, we're not uh, also, I would point out uh, to, to folks, we're not sandbagging these numbers either. You know, it's, uh, we're, they're dynamic. They change with uh, the, the platform and the time of day. For some hours in Seattle right now on Uber and Lyft, it's the, the prediction and the guarantee from us is 30 bucks an hour, if not more. Um, and of course, then you have the weird overnight hours where it's, you know, it's much lower, it's 10, 12 bucks an hour, but, uh, you know, it is dynamic. Uh, and so it, it, when I say, you know, very rarely are people earning less, uh, you know, it's based off of a dynamic floor that, you know, isn't just at the minimum the whole time either. It is, uh, you know, reflective of what people are actually making out there in the community. Do the occasional uh, Uber, Lyft bonuses streaks quests things of that nature that a driver might get on a friday night five minutes before it starts or they might get it two days before it starts and you don't have that information how does that work yeah so this is where we are becoming uh this is probably like where it's uh 
I have to be a little bit probably more uh, vague just because uh, no, we're no, thinking about our predictive model. But uh, yeah, but it, so sorry, we, I didn't we, mean to ask too deep. About <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's great. Uh, I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, it's uh, it's really important. So right now we have a combination of factors that influence the predictions. Uh, and of course, there's backward looking data that, you know, uh, during most parts of the year are, is relatively predictable on a forward-looking basis. You also can look at year-over-year data uh, so that, you know, September may look roughly like maybe not September of last year in the middle of COVID, but September the year prior. Um, and so you do have, you know, different weightings that you can use on, on past data that can help you predict the future. But we also have factors that we think about which uh, involve things like the incentives, the bonuses, the streaks, major holidays, um, you know, seasonality, weather events, those things all come into the predictions for, uh, you know, a given platform in a given hour. And so, especially as we get into the, the, the holidays here, that'll play a bigger part, especially for like say an Uber and a Lyft, which, you know, have very acute peaks in demand around uh, the holidays. And so we do, we do work that in, um, you know, uh, as well into our, our forward-looking predictions. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that logistical nightmare. So yeah, I, I hadn't even thought ahead to the holidays. Oh my god, um, it's hard to believe we're already in mid-September. So here's here's kind of my wrap-up thought: is that I don't literally don't see one reason why somebody wouldn't sign up with you if they're in Seattle doing gig work. Um, I guess the last question I would have is, what about part is this only to full-time people i know it's so anyone uh can can sign up uh and frankly i i you know we've seen a wide variety of uh folks come in and use the platform everything from uh people with other full or part-time jobs that maybe work doordash and grubhub on the side four or five hours a week to Mm -hmm. people who are out there really you know putting in the hours 50 60 hours a week uh, as well. And so it, it really can be a big help uh, for you, even if you're picking up an extra, you know, 15, 20% per hour for the four or five hours you're working, you know, that can be an extra 20, 25 bucks in your pocket. And so we we try to make it easy to use and uh, really something that can benefit everyone uh, by coming in and, and getting access and transparency around, you know, what they should be getting paid in their given market. And so, uh, you know, we we do see a wide variety of folks come in. Yeah, because I mean, we already, as we know, I mean, for the country, 85% of app-based gig economy workers um, work 25 hours or less a week. Yep. So, I mean, like if I work 5, 10, 20, 25, 50, it's still get an, sign up, make an account because even four hours, whatever you're sign, whatever you're doing, you'll still help those people. Exactly. You'll still yep. go through this with them and... Exactly. If you're just working even a single hour, we can help you make sure you're on the right job for that hour. Right. Or I was even thinking somebody with a full-time job who just needs that little extra income and works every Tuesday night. And in, in yep, a, exactly. at least here in Denver, Tuesday's the worst night. Yeah. I know from every city, it can, <laughs> well, it can become a, you know, a Monday, even sometimes a Wednesday I've heard, but you know, Tuesday's that pretty off night. You know, it's yeah. just, nothing's really happening unless there's an event or something, but. Similar um, in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday's. Tuesdays so, tend to be a little so bit even slow. to that person, there's a huge benefit because you might find an angle to make them maybe twice as much as they're making. That's that's our hope, right? Uh, and if you're just out there for a few hours, that that can make a big difference if you're picking up some extra income. So Bryce, um, what are what are any final words? Any final thoughts before yeah, I, before I, 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 th- I let you go? Yeah, well, I one thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I, it's um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to to catch up and, and chat with you about this space. I, I think uh, I think the only last thing I'd say is you know we're really focused on the income and the uh, stabilizing that for workers today, and that's that begins with helping you find the the right job and the right place uh, at the right time uh, to work. But in the future, as we expand and we uh, think about getting to other cities, we we do hope to help you with. Uh, things on the expense and the mileage side of things help you with the tax uh, piece of all this. We really hope we can be a full suite for you to manage your your independent business and do it in a lot simpler, easier, more empowering way than it is today. And so 
Uh, we love to hear from folks in the space. And obviously we talked to a lot of folks in Seattle, but if people from, you know, listening from around other cities in the country have ideas, we also have a, uh, a feedback option. Uh, and so we'd love to hear about what would be helpful to you in managing your time. And we, uh, we're actively working on those things all the time for what we hear uh, from workers in Seattle. So I uh, really appreciate the time and looking forward to building more and helping empower the space and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, making flexible work uh, more seamless, easy, and, and frankly, uh, you know, uh, something people can enjoy more uh, long-term because it, it can be so empowering to be your own boss. It can. And it, you know, I can say from personal experience that, you know, I've actually been my own boss for many years and uh but even when I started this it was it was so fun and it wasn't just that adrenaline that people get now it was so fun cuz I was crushing it you yeah. know the market wasn't even you didn't even have to learn the market yet you were making the market yeah that's like that's when I signed up here in Denver like when it got here you know kind of yeah. it was just outrageous pay cuz they wanted you on the platform all the time yeah no, the they early were days to, they were... were willing to throw everything at it you know, and, yeah. and that lasted for quite some time and then Lyft and Uber going back and forth. But then they kind of, you know, just a couple of years before the pandemic and as Travis left and Dara left, it was like a race to the bottom with all these companies. Yeah. And the, the, deck has been, and, the deck has been stacked against, you know, workers for too long in this space. And that's, you know, I think it's time with all the fragmentation that's occurred and all the new options available that you know, I, I think you'll see more tools out there serving this group, which is exciting. I, I think you're seeing a lot of interest in this space and hopefully uh, all for the better uh, for the worker, uh, because I think so far, unfortunately, it's been all about, you know, the, the customer and the companies and, you know, the government intervention. But uh, not very often are you hearing about, you know, the, the positives, I think, that uh, can ultimately be built uh, for the worker side as well. Yeah, I fu- I fully agree, and I I think I love what you're doing. I mean, I hope it's, and I, I know that you're still in those early stages, but I hope it works out awesome for you. I mean, it seems like you know, I don't know, I I just don't see any negative side to this. So we're gonna put everything in the show notes, people. I'll put all of his information. Um, if he maybe uh, you know, everything else can be done from the website. And I did want to note one other thing too that I noticed on the website. Uh. If you're a programmer or something like that and know how to do mobile programming or anything, yeah. I was look I was looking at their at Solo's uh um is it your hiring list or what is it called? Yeah, yeah, we are hiring. Yeah, we're yeah, hiring. Yeah. For- so if you go to the if you do have some of that background and you happen to be hearing this, there's some pretty good paying jobs on here right now. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, want to absolutely. tell people and it says apply now on a lot of these. I'm looking at them. You know, like if you're, I get, again, a lot of, a lot of us are, you know, gig workers and stuff, but I've have met some who have a lot of computer background. And I know that it, it says view all jobs, but the top ones I see are like data science, lead full stack engineer, lead mobile engineer. I mean, you know, these are big, awesome positions. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I appreciate so. <laughs> you mentioning them. We would, and yeah, if anyone's listening and interested in obviously in that, in that kind of skill set. Uh, we're, we're trying to build up and, and, uh, the team and so we can keep kind of developing as fast as we can. And so, uh, would love to, uh, love to chat obviously. So, uh, I appreciate you, you talking about that. Yeah. Well, I just noticed it and I know, and I, I know about that space pretty well. And I was, I was looking at it and I'm like, oh, they're, they're uh, very competitive. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's just how Seattle is. I don't know, but Denver's pretty competitive too. We're pretty we're with yeah. tech, with our tech yeah. jobs. We're kind of, you know, we're not San Francisco and we're not quite you either, but we're, we're pretty up there. No, agreed. Denver's a great market. Seattle has definitely gotten more expensive. Yeah. Uh, no, no joke there. We're not, I mean, we're not quite San Francisco, but it has gotten a bit more expensive here the last five, six years. Well, Bryce, thank you for coming on. And uh, I'm sure we'll drive uh, some traffic and questions your way. And again, everything can be found in the show notes, guys. And uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much, Steve. I hope uh, people feel free to reach out. Uh, we really appreciate the time and awesome chat with you today. All right. Thanks. We'll see ya. So quite an interesting conversation there with Bryce from Solo. With or WorkSolo.com. Um, I will put everything into the show notes. Uh, so check the show notes out and you will see all of the links for Solo. Uh, I think that was a super informative um, uh, take on Solo. I'm glad to hear what they're doing. Uh, 
very interested to see where it goes from here. And uh, yeah, um, you know, a lot of parts of this remind me of uh, a lot of uh, what we've been doing at Paris. So, uh, so shout out to David Pickerel and the Para team. What up, guys? Um, but uh, yeah, that was a really good conversation with Bryce. Um, hopefully, everybody took something away from that. And no, they may come to your market too. I know right now they're just in Seattle, but that's right now, and things in the gig economy change very quickly. So uh, before we go, um, one more time, guys, sign up for Curry. Last mile delivery service. No people, no no food smell in your car, nothing. Um, no loading, no unloading. You pull up to the pickup, they load your car. You drive to the destination, they come to your car and unload your car. You take pictures of the, of the workload that is unloaded, and uh, you complete your ride. And the... The pay rate on rides is really, really, really um, kind of skyrockets the the pay rate on most gigs. So, um, you know, what I would say is, uh, you know, absolutely look at them because I've been really starting to follow the orders that come through here in Denver. And, you know, some are um, $80 for um, 15 or, you know, $60 for 15 miles. Uh and, you know, like, let's say a 200-pound load or whatever, 150. And then some of them, you know, are 175 for 40 miles for the same pay. So you do have to kind of watch them a bit. But even the ones that on the, on the Curry scale itself, even the lowest paying ones are still above most app-based on-demand gig platform pays for that amount of time. And then the ones that are in the middle way way better and the ones the curry offers on the top wow i mean they just they just crush it um you know just huge numbers so sign up through the link in the show notes check out curry uh give it a chance and get with me you know like uh hit me up on social media go to uberliftdrivers.com and check out uh um the contact link and send me an email if you've been working the curry platform and let me have some feedback. A lot of people have been already, and I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah, we're st- you know I'm I'm constantly taking in as much uh, information on it as I can and trying to learn it myself. And uh, so far, so good. And I'll keep reporting back to you guys. We do. Uh, I have one more announcement this week, which is um, that TNC Radio Live was supposed to start this Friday, the seventeenth. And that's why I've been doing the bonus episodes was because I was getting in I was getting ready to do the uh to do the Friday show. It is still happening. It starts on Friday, October first, though, not this Friday. So Friday, October first is when all the programming at TNC Radio.live starts out of Houston. And uh Jason Thierry and I and a couple of guys from TNC are going to be doing this show. It's going to be a call-in show, gig workers, ride share, all kinds of things. Um, who knows where we're going to go with this? It seems like uh, from the talks we've had, we kind of have um, complete run of the show. <laughs> um, everybody involved seems to think that they're okay just taking it in any direction it goes any given week. So should be a lot of fun, and uh, we will keep you updated. Until that begins, I will do two more Friday bonus episodes. So this Friday and the 17th and then Friday the 24th of September and then October 1st, this will begin. So I will still lead the Friday bonus episodes right up to the beginning of that. Um, this Friday, uh, I will be doing, Chad and I recorded a piece, uh, um, Chad the Gig Economist, uh, formerly, now uh, GigTube. Uh, check out his YouTube channel if you don't already know about him. But we did a piece, him and I, and uh, somehow in the exporting of the file, it was corrupted. So we are going to re-record that, and that will come out Friday. Um, we're re-recording also. Even if I had got it back, I don't know. I, I just like things to be organic and fresh. So I probably would have voted on re-recording it anyway. But 
Um, now we're kind of a forced hand to do it. So Chad and I are going to record uh, either tomorrow or the next day, and then it'll come out on Friday. Watch for that. And uh, yeah, other than that, other than checking out the Friday weekend bonus edition that comes out Friday, um, see you back here next Tuesday on Rodeo. Rodeo.